Greetings, fellow wanderers in the fourth dimension. This is the greatest show in the galaxy. I'm Mike. She's Emma, and in this episode, we're talking about demons of the Punjab. But first, a bit of news has come up. Indeed, um, as we're recording in the last hour or so, it has been confirmed by Doctor Who magazine that uh, no Christmas special this year. Instead, it will be in on New Year's Day, the first of January, twenty nineteen, will be our, our, I suppose, our seasonal special? Question mark. So, Something like that, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I kind of felt like this was coming. Yeah, I'm not surprised, really. Um, I mean, we're still getting something, which is fine. That's cool. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I mean, it's a little bit disappointing that, I mean, the sort of thing that's been happening for the last 13 years is is coming hmm. to an end um, or is going to be taking at least a year hiatus. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, another rumour that's sort of going around with this that has not yet been confirmed, but I think probably will will break sooner rather than later, is that there's going to be no, apart from the the New Year specials is now going to be, um, mm. there's going to be no New Who in 2019 at all. Yeah. Um, not like, you know, Series 12 won't be happening in 2019, it'll probably be 2020, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, quite disappointing all round. I mean, I'm sort of in, in two minds about it to the to the point that, I mean, I, I like the, the sort of tradition of Christmas Day and it's mm-hmm. it's a nice thing to have that, you know, you have your dinner and your presents and your family's round and, you know, while you're sort of sort of sweatily trying to digest, a, you know, like a 5,000 calorie meal, you sit mm-hmm. down and um, watch watch them who and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, a nice thing. But um, again, I mean, I think every year that we've done this show and we, we've done about Christmas specials, worst of first, nearly every year, the, the great paradox of, do we do a, a Doctor Who episode or do we do a Christmas episode? And, mm-hmm. you know, it never quite, I mean, apart from a few times, it's we, there's always been problems with kind of the tone of the show. And so maybe if they, they're sort of taken away from having to do a capital C Christmas episode, mm-hmm. perhaps it'd be better all round. I don't know. I mean, I'm just kind of trying to see a, a bit of a bright side to it myself. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. You can't really do much about it. I mean, yes, it's disappointing that uh, the tradition's been broken. Um, but as you say, as of recent years, like, they've been sort of hit and miss. They've yeah. never really shown like what to do. Um, so, you know, maybe it's the, the New Year special as it is will just be more sort of like a regular Doctor Who episode, kind of like what End of Time Part 2 was, because that was a New Year's Day thing. Yes, um, yeah. But I mean, I mean, I'm glad we're getting something rather than nothing. I mean, because oh, yes. I don't know. I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, I was hearing things about, you know, if they didn't make one last year, they wouldn't make one ever again, mm-hmm. and all this sort of thing, you know. And uh, twice upon a time, you know, it was good, but it was flawed. Yeah. I mean, it had the sort of the feeling of they sort of cranked it out to get to get something out in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd rather that you know, if this means that scheduling wise, we get a better product to the end of it, then you know again fine mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean it is a little bit sort of disappointing i mean especially yeah. like um I, chuck was chuck was quite disappointed as well i mean because he was home when we uh we got the news and um i mean the whole time we've been together we've had a a, a christmas special to watch together on christmas day i mean because mm-hmm. it as well it's usually the thing like all our families have both gone home yeah. it's just like me and him and <laughs> you know we watch it and you know so personally it's a little bit like oh shame yeah. but at, at the end of the day um i mean if it means that we're going to get something that's better then fine i mean hmm. um and really it's not all that much longer to wait after the series is finished um yeah. i mean i know we've only got 
we just had episode six. We've only got another four to go, which seems, you know, really <laughs> soon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because, well, another thing is they've released details of, uh, uh, like, the episode titles of nine and ten were revealed um, the other day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're talking about, you know, in the series finale of this, you know, this series of Doctor Who, and I was like, bloody hell, already? Yeah, I know. It's only just, like, um, started. Yeah, like... it really I... does. I mean, in, in terms of this seasonal special, I mean, for all we know, maybe it just was not in ready in time for it to be put out on Christmas Day, you know, because I would imagine the BBC has to, like, plan their schedules out, like, way ahead in advance. So yeah. maybe they just missed the deadline or something, or... But, I mean, it's something. It's um, something. So, I, I mean, that's it. I mean, that's the other thing that I, I think that maybe is a bit different about me and you, especially because um, we grew up without Who and mm-hmm. no prospect of Who ever coming back. Uh, so I'm pleased Who's on at all still. I mean, I know it's been yeah. over a decade it's been back, <laughs> but I'm still like, oh, Doctor Who's on! Yeah. You know, so <laughs> I'm I'm just pleased there's, like you say, like that there's something. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other thing is as well for January the 1st, I mean, because it's such a, a nothing day. It I'm is. usually hung over as yeah. well. Like really just, I, I like to start my year feeling like shit. <laughs> so I usually make sure I'm really hung over, tired, <laughs> and, you know, I'm sick of t- leftovers. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so it's it's not the sometimes the best frame of mind. I mean, usually as well, I'm usually ill. I mm-hmm. usually have a cold at that point in the year. Yeah. So, um, you know, I really, uh, you know, January the 1st is such a, uh, you know, f- wet fart of a day, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it doesn't really put you in the, in the mood to... Um, to get excited about something but i mean they made it work when they had sherlock new year special didn't well, exactly. they i mean you know so we'll have to i mean as with all these things we'll have to wait and see yeah. i think i'd be more disappointed if this meant that the bbc are like oh well you know they've had some doctor who for the year fuck them no, no more for you know no more for 2019 mm. see you in 2020 kids i mean that would i mean we've done it before yeah we've we've endured a long break um but it just doesn't feel like they've had enough uh, time to be on if you see what i mean i mean 10 episodes ain't much mm. uh well i mean 11 once we've had that i mean it, it does feel like a little bit like we're sort of getting the a bit of a short shrift but i mean we'll have to we'll have to wait and see so yeah 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 so on to business with the demons of the pajab yes um wow dude mm-hmm. um this might be kind of I, I kind of don't know what bracket to put it in like one of the most emotionally affecting Mm. episodes of of doctor who that i can kind of remember actually yeah um i mean it's got to be kind of like the top one or two just kind of devastating real mm. um episodes that have kind of been on i mean i sort of felt it i mean what well, well, if anyone of any, any of you guys who listen to this follow me on twitter you would have seen that i in the aftermath of the episode, like the immediate aftermath, after mm. I stopped crying, um, yeah. like it was a case of like I I said I don't know how I'm gonna how I'm gonna talk about this when we talk about this, mm-hmm. um, because it like it really sort of hit me like personally yeah. because like the relation between between Yaz and her nanny, I mean it sort of it, it resonated a lot with me like relationship to me and my nan when she was with us and. Um, you know, personally, there was a lot, I mean, similar, it, nothing um, like as traumatic as far as I know, but um, there was stuff that like my nan never told us because she had a pretty rough childhood and then was evacuated mm-hmm. uh, during the war and didn't have a good time when she was evacuated. And um, and sort of her, her teens and 20s were, were pretty turbulent. So 
there was stuff that I know that she she kept to herself and chose never to talk, to tell mm-hmm. you know her family and that was up to her um yeah. but you know having you know when watching watching this though um I mean obviously as far as we know it was nothing like sort of what Yaz's uh nan went through mm-hmm. um but it it was it I think just a lot of that relationship really resonated with me and yeah, yeah I found it I found it tough to watch, um, like emotionally. Mm. So, but yeah, I mean, having, having, I mean, on, I think if we tried to record it on the day, I probably would have had to say to you, mate, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, in, in sort of, um, a couple of days afterwards, I mean, I really appreciated that because I really, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was nice to see kind of that, you know, a, a, a mostly functional family around a Doctor Who companion these days. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I think that Yazzie's family is kind of one of the more <laughs> yeah, um, pretty much. normal uh-huh. normal families. Um, I mean, obviously, there, there's stuff, you know, uh, I think that um, obviously, again, as kind of white people, <laughs> we kind of, mm. that kind of, there's sort of cultural things with Yazzie's uh, family that uh, uh, brings up kind of how she feels about um you know, society and world around her and stuff that kind of introduced difficulties and that. And obviously we can't as such relate to that, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, just the, the way that her family is, is kind of the most inverted commas normal we've seen. Yeah. I mean, cause nearly everyone else's family that we've seen is, is fairly dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was kind of, I, I, I really appreciate that. And, um, yeah, it reminds me, I mean, I mean, because I've got a brother, not a sister, but mm-hmm. um, like uh, kind of that that the whole family di- dynamic in Yaz's family, it really reminds me of, of, of my family and things like that. So, I mean, I really appreciate that. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I totally see what you mean. I mean, mm. said to you as much on uh, DM on Twitter after I watched mm. it. It's like, oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't really have as much of a connection like in, uh, to Yaz's family. Um, with mine because I'm an only child so um, and I mean I'm, I'm pretty close to my, my grandmother um, my, my paternal grandmother, uh, my maternal grandmother died um, a couple of decades ago but um, but yeah no I, don't, I totally see what you mean and you're right like Yaz's family is sort of like like yeah it's like that's kind of like what families normally are like and, you know you don't have like the like your Sylvia's or your Jackie's or whatever it's just sort of like so like I don't, I don't want to say like a healthy level of dysfunctional, if you know what I mean. But it's sort of like, yeah, that's kind of like how things usually are. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, it's, I mean, that's the thing with, with like with the relationship between the siblings. I mean, although mm-hmm. me and my brother are grown up in inverted commas, yeah. I mean, we we both still, <laughs> you know, act stupid and snipe at each other and well, yeah. you know stuff like that. I mean, um, yeah, it's. Um, it really it so it really does sort of resonate and yeah mm-hmm. i appreciate that i mean that's the thing i think a lot of the a lot of the previous regimes if you like um a lot of the drama it, you know i think that the people who wrote doctor who their mm-hmm. their their background is in soap and their background is in kind of relationship based kind of dramas so mm-hmm. um i think that when you have a show which is about the fantastical yeah you, you, I think that they want to kind of ground it and give and and use the drama that a family can generate mm-hmm. as kind of as a kind of not like a get out of jail free card, but 
while you're doing zany alien adventures, you've got a little bit of that, you know, the undertone and, you know, the conflict that is the essence of drama comes from the family. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think that this, this series of who especially Mm -hmm. is, is kind of happy to put the drama in the main kind of a stories, if you like. Yeah. Uh, So the, you don't, so, I mean, obviously you've got things like uh, Ryan and Graham. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless they make a bigger thing of Ryan's crappy dad, I mean, um, the, you know, the drama is coming from the main, the main thrust of the episodes, rather mm-hmm. than you know, you have kind of bonkers adventures, then you go home and you know, Sylvia tells Donna she's a piece of shit. You know, it's yeah. um, it, 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 that's kind of how they're choosing to to play it. You mm-hmm. know, so mm-hmm. yeah. Um, speaking of family drama, um, yes, getting into the meat of the episode, um, yeah, I thought the relation between Prem and Manish was yeah. quite cutting. Oh, um, God, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially when um, there's, like, talk of, like, you know, our families have, like, tended the land uh, together, like, for generations, and then all of a sudden this happens. And, like, with Manish, sort of... You, you, you do sort of get... This, I mean, even though he's, like, wrong, you do get the sense of he has a he thinks he knows he's doing the right thing he's very yeah like uh, the indoctrination is there because you know prem says oh he's been reading those pamphlets and listening to angry men on the radio and you know he wasn't old enough to fight in the war so he kind of like feels like this is his battle now yeah and, exactly and just like the confrontation that i mean we're sort of jump towards the end here but like the confrontation to to and um when prem just says what happened to you baby brother and mm. you know, Manish just like smacks his hand away. It's just so like, oh Jesus, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's sort of like what this episode does right is because although it's about the partition, it doesn't like show it in like the broad spectrum of it. Because well, I mean, let's not be let's not be around the bush. The partition was a shit show. Oh, absolutely, it and, was. Yeah. And but it's like far too big of like a. A spectacle because I mean there's millions of people displaced, killed. You can't focus on all that. But what you can do, and this is one thing Doctor Who does so well, is focus it on these small group of characters and show how much it's tearing at them. Yeah, I mean apart from our from our companions and mm-hmm. and the Doctor, I mean obviously, obviously the four. There's only two, three, about like five people in this episode, really, yeah. and it's one house. It's not even like a, you know, a whole village. It's just kind of one little, uh, one little kind of enclave, mm-hmm. kind of on its own, right on the edge of uh, of where this kind of um, this artificial border was drawn. I mean, to my to my shame, uh, the partition is kind of something that, um, especially in Britain, it's it's kind of not really taught at all in no. schools, and because especially because I mean, growing up when we did. Mm-hmm. Um, Pakistan, India are just there. You don't even yeah. think about oh, they were once all India, and then one day, some old white people just drew a line <laughs> and went, yeah. "There you go, that'll do." And then, like, bye. Um, especially <laughs> um, uh, in Britain, I mean, because our, our past, uh, you know, as a colonial power mm-hmm. and uh, things like that. I mean, a lot of people, uh, I mean, especially sort of uh, white British people, um, sort of try not to to think about. The, the empire and things like that because it's difficult mm. uh, because we don't i mean it would mean admitting that a lot of incredibly dreadful things happen rather than yeah. 
I mean, especially uh, as say people of our generation, because all we know is kind of having seen the the Commonwealth and mm-hmm. the good that the Commonwealth does. Um, but then you have to go back in the past of why there's a Commonwealth in the first place, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, all those things are incredibly uncomfortable. And yeah. and yeah, but so I mean, I only really sort of started learning about it when it because last year was the anniversary of. Mm-hmm. um the partition and there was a lot of programs on the bbc about it and documentaries yeah um and yeah it really kind of opened my mind to like oh shit i mean mm-hmm. i didn't even realize a lot of this stuff had happened yeah and i think that's say i think it's not just yazzie's nan i think there's a lot of grandparents in you know great grandparents in this country that have um that came to britain and you know have, have kind of not told their stories which until very recently definitely mm-hmm. and um but Apart from, you know, you're saying about uh, the, the divisions within families. I mean, it's relevant to today. I mean, not just for British people. Oh, I mean, yeah. things. I mean, Brexit. There is, there is, you know, more than a few accounts of it dividing families mm-hmm. down the middle. I mean, obviously not as dramatically as as partition, but like people who don't talk to each other anymore, yeah. and or, you know, don't come to family gatherings, and I mean, and in America you have obviously people who voted for trump and people who didn't mm-hmm. i mean these things are still incredibly relevant yeah um and i mean especially as where doctor who is going out mostly now to, to britain and america and australia there's lots of places that can relate to i mean obviously again not anything like as you know devastating and, and bloody and um as the partition was but it's i think that again as with all the greatest sci-fi does it it, it provides a parallel for things that are happening mm-hmm. today and yeah especially as on today we recalled um it's the uh, the 14th of november it's uh, as we speak there is they are maybe agreeing the brexit deal Mm. um so uh i mean again we probably won't have a government at the end of this week so <laughs> i mean things are things are happening and yeah. you know i mean this is living history um mm-hmm. like you say there are plenty of people walking around many countries i mean india pakistan obviously britain canada america where people ended up going um that haven't felt able or to tell their stories and mm-hmm. um it's it's extremely the re- it's it's the recent past it's post world war Two. so yeah. um you know it, it's good that while doctor who is usually something that goes way back in time or mm-hmm. you know it, it's good that it's going to kind of this this sort of living moments yeah. because you know some of these people aren't going to be here for much longer and mm-hmm. if these if these episodes spark a conversation much like the rosa parks episode mm-hmm. um then then i'm all for it definitely yeah, yeah absolutely so do you want to talk about yes yeah let's talk about yes um the old companion thing of yeah out to, yeah about time actually yeah definitely um but one thing i think that we we both said is i mean because rightfully depending given what happened in episode one um the the focus has been more on ryan and graham and their mm-hmm. relationship and things like that and um but yeah i'm I'm glad that yaz got a chance to to come out and and shine in this yeah and i like um sort of how I don't I want to say necessarily betrayed by her nanny, but um, the fact that she had no idea about this first husband. And, you know, quite rightfully, she wouldn't want to, like, say anything. But there's, like, moments throughout this where 
it almost like I feel like Yaz is trying to push back against this happening because like no this is not what I know mm. um, but then she realises oh wait this, nev- this never this sort never of came to be and then she sort of so it has this realisation um, yeah and you know even though you know this bloke that's her, her beloved nanny's marrying is not her grandfather she still sheds a tear at the wedding because she knows what's yeah. coming yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the one thing I thought was quite interesting about this episode is because when when it sort of started unfolding, I thought, oh, this is some sort of predestination paradox that mm. um, that they had to get involved to to um, for things to turn out the way that Yaz, you know, that Yaz knows essentially. Mm-hmm. But the the episode kind of falls again a bit like Rosa. It kind of forces them to be witnesses only. Yeah. Um, to I mean, because this would have happened regardless as uh, if they were there or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's interesting that that's the approach that they took, and I think probably the right one. Yeah. And yeah, I thought it was interesting when you know the doctor says no interfering, and he has like calls out. I think like at least twice during the episode, it's like I thought we weren't sticking around, even though she was the one who wanted to go back in the first place. I didn't enjoy that, um, and I also quite liked the ending, where like y- you would think somehow like Umbreen would remember about Yaz being at a wedding, but like if she does. It's not explicitly spelt out. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean because people were, I mean, uh, among a lot of people were calling out saying, "Why doesn't Umbreen remember that Yaz was there?" Essentially, yeah. um, and I can't answer that because, mm. yeah, I mean, you can definitely say that that's an oversight. I mean, um, but again, I mean, it's many, many years later. Mm. It's after something immensely traumatic happened to her. I mean, is it a case that she just hasn't? put two and two together or, or you know just saying that someone looked very like Yaz and mm-hmm. I don't know so I mean if if you're going to knock the episode for one thing I think that that you know it's a fair comment but um well, it kind of almost doesn't matter no and I kind of like that it doesn't get like resolved one way or the other um yeah and when you sort of think about it when considering how much Umbreen's probably gone through to get from the Punjab to Sheffield you know, it's it's probably ended up being like a distant memory. I think like it had like the doctor shown up or something, then yeah, it probably would have clicked into place. But considering it's just a granddaughter, then she might not necessarily be putting two and two together. And plus, she's you know a fair age, so you know time and time can. Um... Yeah, I mean because Umbreen would be. I mean if it's forty-seven. Mm-hmm. I mean let's say generously she's eighteen. Yeah. You know? I mean she was. You know she's a lady in her eighties. Uh, mm-hmm. You know at. Uh, at the time we see um, uh, uh, um, the episode. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like you say, I mean, like you say, time and tide. And, you know, it was immensely traumatic. So yeah. perhaps things have just uh, kind of gone away over time, really. Mm-hmm. So, they, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, rightfully so people pointed that out. But, uh, yeah, I, I would sort of counterpoint with that. But it's a, it's a, it's a fair point anyway. Mm. Um, shall we talk a bit about... Um, the aliens in this, almost I can't say baddies because they ain't. So, yeah. Um, another interesting sort of like conflict, war, things getting blowed up, mm-hmm. um, planets sort of going away motif in this for our aliens. Yeah, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, first of all, I love the design. 
yeah, with their uh, shredder shoulder pads. And, yeah, uh, it's like yeah. black faces with spider eyes. I thought that was very cool. Yeah. Um, I like the idea that the Jarians being these like super deadly assassins, and then they lose their homeworld, and then they sort of like become. It's like watchers of the the lost. I mean, this episode went out on Remembrance Sunday. Yeah. Um, so even though like Remembrance Sunday um, focuses on the lives lost during the First World War, it's still poignant. It's still you know marked and you know, here they're obviously they're watching over the the millions who died um, during the partition. So it was a nice like bit of synergy. Um. I mean, I mentioned twice upon a time, sort of top of the show. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminded me of that, though. Yeah, if, they if were I've a got bit testimony, weren't they? Yeah, just a bit. Um, all in all, like I say, I love the designs, I love like the voices, I love the like, the little teleportation effects that they had for the transmat. I don't know if he necessarily needed them. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, again, like criticism-wise of this episode, I mean. I think that the the aliens could are, are basically only a threat because we need to fill this episode, get this episode to to forty minutes. Basically, mm. they fill, they sort of fill, they they create a problem for thirty minutes, and yeah. um and therefore get us to where we need to go. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things of like if you just told us what was going on from the beginning, yeah, we would be okay with it to a point. Mm. Um, but you know, we we basically get pissed off for twenty minutes and act scary, and um, <laughs> and then we finally sort of go, oh, right, okay, now you've pissed us off enough. We will now tell you um, what's going on after you've yeah. nicked our really important thing, Doctor. Thanks ever so. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, again, going back to Twice Upon a Time, um, the Doctor presumes they're, they're up to like no good. Yeah. Um, and she's proven wrong. And to her credit, she does apologise for that. I mean, I thought it was brilliant when, you know, they're, they're relaying the story to her and she holds her hands in the way they do. Yeah. Yeah, it's I a, really, uh, yeah. Sort of like a I really like the, sort of, like, thing. Yeah, they're trying to mirror their body language. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, again, I really appreciated that. I mean, there's not... I don't think out of the whole pantheon of doctors, there's not many. I think maybe the mm-hmm. second doctor um, a little bit would do this, but kind of having sort of immediately been put right goes oh, oh shit okay and then immediately kind of goes straight into right okay shut up listen to them mm-hmm. and um kind of uh, say sorry for being a pain in the ass <laughs> all this yeah. time um i will say to the aliens maybe don't dress so scary um mm-hmm. perhaps that would disincline people from uh, from uh, shooting at you uh, but um there we go mm-hmm. um yeah, I, I would say that, uh, yeah, I mean, I really appreciated their design. I really mm-hmm. like their design. Uh, but, yeah, I think that um, they're basically just a menace because we need one uh, yeah. because ultimately this is a show about uh, uh, speculative fiction. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I'll, I'll throw this out there just playing devil's advocate. I mean, yeah. if if, um, if I've seen one thing about uh, this series is that people are like, you know, is this Doctor Who Strictly? I mean, is it... I mean, Doctor Who has done this plenty. He's mm-hmm. explored social issues and he's explored real history and things like that. But, um, you know, I, I think having done it twice this year now, I mean, obviously once with Rosa and now this with uh, Dibs of the Punjab, I mean, mm-hmm. um, do you feel like maybe they're going a little bit kind of too much living history and we could do with some space shit? Or what do you think? Um, 
Well, I think it's always important to have a balance. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, this planet has such a rich depth of history to plumb from. I mean, mm. we ended up all over the place in recent years, like Pompeii, um, even just like the Roaring Twenties and things like that. Um, so I think that the historicals are important. Mm. Um, I don't know whether it's... I, I, I get the feeling from this season that they're trying to sort of go back to the pure historicals of early Doctor Who. Yeah. But I don't know whether they're so worried that there's going to be a bit of pushback that they have to include a sort of quote-unquote alien threat. So yes. like, like say with like Rosa and um, What's-His-Face, the racist dude from the future, you don't need him. No. Um, because that, that was our criticism of that episode, that yeah. it's, I mean, again, and with this one, because it's, it's Doctor Who, you mm-hmm. know, capital D-W, capital W, yeah. they feel like they've got to put some alien stuff in it rather than like you say go do the sort of the pure historical thing of mm-hmm. way back to the first doctor where it was obviously had that educational remit of like yeah. let's turn up at a place and then children will learn about x mm-hmm. and we'll just watch it happen while it happens mm-hmm. essentially yeah um so i think that there is there obviously is an element of that mm-hmm. i mean like you say they sort of d- didn't go down the road of it being some sort of predestination paradox with yaz and, and uh, her nanny mm-hmm. um uh, but um, I mean, I, I don't know if mm-hmm. if I, again, just sort of, I'm, I'm picking it, I'm picking nits here. But yeah. is it a case of, I mean, obviously, Rosa was only three episodes ago. Mm. I feel like you can maybe get away with one of these a series, but two might be pushing it, especially out of ten. Yeah, I think I think that's also the problem. Like, if this had been like a full like thirteen episode series, yes, it wouldn't yeah. have been so bad. Well, I don't want to say bad because I think. Both this and um, Rosa were brilliant. Yes, I, think I mean, I think of, they. It's it's. Mm. I think they have, they as individually. I mean, like apart from like last week, which I know you found some underwhelming and yeah. you know was like okay. I mean, apart from last week, I think if I've got again looking at this series as a whole, the like six of them now. Now we're two thirds mm-hmm. the way through, basically. Um, if. If if I've got sort of a, a, a nit to pick here with this is that individually they're great. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously Rosa individually marvelous. Mm-hmm. Um, this one individually marvelous. Um, I don't know how well they hang together as a coherent series. Mm. It feels a little bit like again, sort of that quantum leap thing, something that we brought up in in or, you know that like I said in Rosa. Yeah. In quantum leap, uh, it and a lot of sort of that sort of old school sci fi. It, that whole idea that you know people aren't watching the whole series you know they're catching it whenever or mm-hmm. you know they just see one or two here or there so you don't want to have too much uh reliance on things that they may not have already seen yeah um i don't know how long it, how well it hangs together as a series mm. um i think it's you know six individually good episodes but i don't know like putting it together as you know big brackets around each side of doctor who series 11 mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, the flow of it, I think, is a little bit odd. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see. I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, it seems more like like an anthology, really, sort of, rather yeah. than like a. This is the flow through because I think it's the the other problem is we sort of don't really know where this is going because you know back in Ghost Monument they were dropping hints. There was like there was another reference to the stanza. Um, they dropped a thing about the timeless child, and you saw it thinking, okay, yeah. So it's sort of like, 
are you doing a thing or you're not not doing a thing like i don't it seems a bit disparate yeah exactly i mean that's why i kind of brought up that you've got another alien race whose planet's been destroyed who endured endured a massive war i mean because that if if there's any sort of thread that i'm trying to hang on to here Mm -hmm. it's that because that is that has come up every single episode so far Mm. um so is that the thread I'm supposed to be, I mean, the something that I brought up last week is, is this, is this the thread I'm supposed to be grasping or am I just, or should we just be enjoying it as, you know, individual 45, 50 minute bits of, you know, very, mm. you know, enjoyable drama mm-hmm. and not worry about anything else. Yeah. But that's not the way that we do series anymore. No. I mean, that's a very, that's a very kind of 25 years ago way of doing, series i mean any series i mean anything that was on 20 years ago i mean mm-hmm. like crime dramas and sci-fi and nearly anything you could care to mention was kind of done in this way because mm-hmm. um you couldn't watch the i mean you could watch stuff when it was on but i mean you would miss stuff it mm-hmm. would um you know the football would overrun and it didn't come on they just skip an episode or mm-hmm. you know if it was like something that came from america you'd have to wait 18 months in between series and and things like that so mm-hmm. it's a very old school way of doing things and kind of not how we watch telly anymore no. not how you expect to consume things i mean there's probably a decent chunk of people who are waiting for all the episodes to come out so they can watch them in a big chunk yeah um uh so yeah i i, I would be very surprised if that's how they chose to um to approach this series i mean it's almost kind of too much of a backlash against the Moffat interconnectedness and mm. you have to watch everything twice because otherwise you'll be lost sort of thing. It's kind of almost too much of a pushback against that. Yeah. Um, At the same time, if this is meant to be like a, a new series for like a new wave of Doctor Who viewers, you know, you, I, can, I understand they, like if they don't want to get too involved, if that makes yeah. sense. But I think that it, it's kind of almost that you run the risk of it being so broad as to be meaningless mm. and, you, I, I think that there's there's space to have uh, to have a happy medium in this. You can have a little bit of connective tissue, mm-hmm. um, but I think because uh, Chibnall's been so like, oh, you know, there's nothing like that in this. You know, stop looking for it, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And we're just programmed to believe that he's lying because yeah. that's how, again, we've been programmed to receive our information about Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's difficult, and I think that I, I don't. Uh, again, something that I said last week is I don't know if uh, we're kind of making rods for our own backs for trying to look for something yeah. that isn't there, and, and therefore being disappointed at a lack of meaning that they said wasn't going to be there in the first place. Mm-hmm. If you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. No, I get you. Um, I, I kind of feel like maybe for this series at least, until unless it's all over and whatnot, maybe we should just sort of kick back and enjoy it. Rather than trying oh, yeah, to go I mean, too yeah. deep into it, because if we try and look for something, we could probably end up just being like, oh, there wasn't anything. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't anything. I mean, yeah, I mean, individually, I'm, I'm massively enjoying it every week, mm-hmm. um, but unfortunately, we do this podcast, yeah, and and have sort of require ourselves to uh, to look into these things, and um, yeah, I mean, I've, having looked at the synopsis of episode ten, I do wonder if maybe there might be something in episode 10 that will be throwing us a bone, but we'll see. Mm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if again, the problem with this episode is that because it has, because it is basically an encapsulated story and explains itself 
entirely within its limits. I mean, it's kind of actually a little bit difficult to talk about. Mm. Um, it's sort of the same way I felt about Rosa, actually, in that I can, you know, I praise all the individual performances again. I mean, um, um, Bradley Walsh, I think, might actually be the, the low-key standout of this series. Yeah. How bizarre. Um, I kind yeah. of feel a bit sorry for Tosin Cole because he really didn't get much to do with this episode. Um, no, but unfortunately, with a foursome, yeah, someone's got to someone's yeah, someone take the back seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Bradley Walters is really sort of like nailing it, isn't he? Um, well, he's a great. He's really good. I mean, yeah. I think if if I think mean, this doesn't really come surprise any of us who watched his uh, his uh, run on uh, your Law and Order UK. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think people maybe who are surprised, maybe just know him from his variety stuff or yeah. having seen him on the, ch- you know, see him do the chase every day. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, just think, oh, him, not that guy sort of thing. But yeah, I, if you've seen him do drama, you know he can do it. But mm-hmm. he's just been knocking it out of the park every week. Yeah. I mean, and again, yeah. I mean, he didn't have a huge amount to do. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, what he did have to do, um, you know, the little bits of interaction that he got with Yaz as well, I liked. Mm-hmm. I mean, because... Um, he is the older older one in the um, in the TARDIS. So yeah. with, you've got when you've got two young ish um, other companions, he's going to naturally take a bit more of a uh, you know a, an older person kind of view on things, mm-hmm. especially someone who has uh, been a, as as unwell as Graham has. I mean, with obviously with cancer and stuff, it gives yeah. you a bit more of a you know an outlook on life of you know you've got to live in the moment here sort of thing. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's again. I feel that. Um, do you know what? I think that maybe we might be looking back on this. You know, if we're fortunate enough that when uh, you know the next series comes out mm-hmm. and go, you know, and if they retain all the same personnel, sort of thing, mm-hmm. we'll be looking back on this and saying, "I really, you know, I'm so glad that they laid in a lot of this foundational stuff because it's yeah. something they came to rely on later, and it, it really, super, you know, worked." Um, but yeah, I, I'm in just individually performance wise, I think, you know, as much as I love everyone else and Jody, mm-hmm. I think that Gray, you know, that uh, he's um, he might be the man in this one. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, that's not to say Jody hasn't been great as well. Um, oh, no, I've been loving Jody. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, again, if, I, if I'm being really picky, I think maybe because David Tennant's her mate, she might have been that might have been her sort of main source mm. for the for sort of inspo for this because I think that uh, she can be a little bit like in her mannerisms, especially like her facial expressions. Yeah, she's very she can be quite tenth doctorish. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that those things as she sort of gets more and more into it, those sort of things will will come out in time, sort of thing. Yeah, um, you know what I'm really interested in. I mean, something that when when uh, matt smith was doing it mm-hmm. um i'm kind of waiting for her to lose her temper that will be interesting when yeah. she gets mad mm. that's going to be interesting for in, in terms of her doctor getting cross because she's been on the edge of cross mm-hmm. and telling people off but she's mostly kind of you know she's super nice mm-hmm. i mean again it's kind of like that that troughton-esque thing of she's 99 percent of the time super nice but when she gets mad it's like oh shit Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested to see what what that might look like in her. Mm. Definitely, yeah, that would be interesting. Um, mm. I don't know whether they're trying to not do that because of all the bullshit, the gender stuff. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, again, I, mean, I thought I was actually like when sort of at the 
maybe the world's worst hen party um <laughs> when the you know any reference to my gender reassignment you know is uh, is entirely in jest sort of thing i don't I mean, that did make me giggle <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um but i mean i love it when she conducted the ceremony um yes because she was doing it's like great she's like doing this really like wonderful heartfelt speech and then she goes not really sure how we finish this <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I was fine up to this point, and now I'm kind of like, uh, now what do I do? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it was, uh, I'd, I'd say, I mean, I think that just pure, on purely yeah. just performances and the script, I'd, mm-hmm. you know, this was an absolute banger, just yeah. kind of, yeah, it kind of blew me away. I mean, because I, I didn't think we'd have something that would come close to Rosa in this series. And I think mm. this one, I don't think it's as good, but I think it came damn close. Yeah, I, th- I think that it's definitely on par. Yeah. Definitely on par. Um, I mean, the music, the cinematography, as always, is just being absolutely... I mean, the theme at the end, dude. Yeah. I didn't know what it was at the first, and then it, I, clicked, I was like, oh, this is the Doctor Who theme. Like, oh, that's yeah. really good. Um, I mean, second act, I mean, yeah, sure, it, it still hasn't really had, like, the bombast or, like, the leitmotifs of Murray Gold, but second act, has been a really good find for this series, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, so is there anything else you wanted to mention about uh, demons or no we I think we, we, we'll, we'll score it and then we've got some feedback from our, our lovely friend Tony Boydale so um, okay. let's score it so okay I'm mm. going to go a nine with this one yeah um, I'm knocking a point off purely because I think that something that Rosa got away with this one doesn't quite pull off with the sort of the alien threat only really being there because we need to make this mm-hmm. alien stuff, put alien yeah. stuff in it. But I mean, just purely taken, I mean, I mean, if it wasn't for that, mm-hmm. I mean, this would be a stone cold 10, but I have to kind of say I gave Rosa a 10 mm-hmm. and this has a, has a kind of a couple of flaws in it, which Rosa didn't have. So I kind yeah. of, in fairness, have to go and score this a nine. Mm. Yeah. I think definitely. Like, yeah. The, the Jarians do sort of like, cause it to stumble a little bit i mean like i say i love the design i love the idea behind them and all that um, yes uh, but it's again because we've had twice upon a time as well so we've yeah, had something true. i had we've had a, a thing that kind of is the you know does a, a kind of a similar thing yes uh again yeah. so i mean you know that's what it kind of made me think of in that respect so yeah that's kind mm-hmm. of why i'm being i feel like i'm maybe being a bit harsh but yeah i mean when i've already scored something in this series of 10 that's kind of the benchmark and mm-hmm. i think that like I say, just taking on the performances and the story and yeah. the heart in it. I mean, you can't give anything else but a 10. But I think that that is, that is a flaw in this story for me. So I have to, in fairness, knock a point off it. Yeah, I mean, like I say, cinematography, great. Storytelling, great. I mean, especially love the bits where you get like the, the radio transmissions. And it sort of like yeah. just hints this bigger thing. But it focuses on just these small group of people and just how some randos in a different country just completely fuck everything up. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, uh, the best dramas, I mean, take it, it's sort of blowing it out sort of from this. Mm-hmm. When you have big, thi- you know, like uh, big things like this, the best dramas about the big thing are mm-hmm. things that choose to focus on families. Yeah. So, think, I mean, because there's like, um, oh, what is that? It's not, which one is it, which is about Hiroshima, the one, the Grave of the Fireflies, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, uh, Threads. Threads, um, oh, yeah. Fuck, that's coming out on blu-ray for christmas you've oh, seen that lovely i'm not great mm, merry lovely. christmas um i've watched it once i'll never ever watch it again fuck <laughs> me that's awful i did i didn't sleep for nights after i watched that no 
um yeah it's grim i mean um but yeah but things like when things are like huge and like well changing and mm-hmm. apocalyptic level stuff i mean the easiest i mean not the easiest but the the way it has most impact is to focus on a little nucleus of people where thing, these things are happening to them and they can't do anything about it mm-hmm. and uh, how they then experience it yeah uh so I, yeah it's yeah i think you have to because like if you try and do like the big scale you can't really sort of get an impression because like i say millions of people got displaced killed during the partition and you can't really wrap your head around that it's like any sort of like like even like the biggest scale sort of like disaster movies like 2012 or whatever yeah i mean there are hundreds of millions of casualties but you can't really sort of get your head around it because it's just like fuck what's going on but when you focus on like these small group of people and just like some of the people like around them and you just see how utterly like messed up the whole situation is yeah yeah it's it, that is the way these things work best so mm-hmm. yeah i think that and again you have to remember it's sunday tea time mm-hmm. so as much as i you know and obviously there's budget constraints so as much as i think that obviously during this time you know there are riots in the streets and you know running around and and craziness like that i mean mm-hmm. It's kind of too much to show that. You can't yeah. have like a bloody 28 days later situation going on. No. So um, it's it's this is the best way to do it. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think that they hit the tone pretty dead on. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Tony says, right. I'm not sure what I can say about Demons of the Punjab. This series feels utterly brand new and fresh and wonderful. Powerful emotions, quality storytelling, and in important relevance to now. This is better than we'd had any right to hope for. This is some of the best family tale of the last 20 years. Brilliant. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm going to agree. I mean, yeah. yes, Conundrum, I didn't really do much for me. But like I say, it was all right. It wasn't bad. Um, no, but of course not, no. It's been, it's been a pretty strong series so far. I'm just hoping that it all sort of like comes together somehow. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm... I mean, we've got four. We're most of the way through it now, so we've got mm-hmm. four left. So my my question is now: Can you stick the landing? Yeah. Can you sort of maintain this sort of the quality that we've had? I mean, because again, uh, traditionally, this is sort of the point where the bottom of the bell curve is here, yeah. sort of the middle, sort of the middle third of the of the um, the series. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be interested to see how Kablam comes out. Um, <laughs> I mean, because obviously, I think going from that title and kind of the coming up trailer, this is going to be a bit more lighthearted. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, I'm interested to see kind of how they they do that one yeah. and if it's going to be too much the other way. Um, so I await it with bated breath. Yes. So let us know your thoughts. You can email us at greatershowatsimplysyndicated.com, tweet us at greatershowpod, or you can visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Podcast. We invite you to visit simplysyndicated.com and check out our many sister shows on the network, and as always, we welcome your support. The best way you can help us out is by signing up to Simply Everything. A monthly fee of just £6 gives you access to ad-free versions of current shows, a library of podcasts from the network's archives, and shows that are exclusive to the service. We also have a merchandise store that offers apparel and accessories to both Europe and America. We also have a Patreon, and you can donate to the network through PayPal, of which links to both are on the bottom of the website. So that being said, thank you very much, Emma. Thank you, Mike. Until next time, take care and bye-bye.